This is Father Kelly Edwards with a homily for the first Sunday of Advent, Year C. Learning to drive can be terrifying. To suddenly be in control of a large chunk of metal and rubber that is capable of traveling with just the dip of your toe at speeds high enough to end your life on impact, that's not a thing to be taken lightly. At first, every change in the lane markings and every approaching, approaching street sign is a cause of anxiety, let alone the vision of an oncoming car. You have a death grip on the wheel knowing that even an accidental twitch of a few degrees will cause your meeting headlight to headlight with the other car. Yet, despite what seems like it will always be scary, most of us become comfortable and even lackadaisical about what used to be a mortifying activity. After a few thousand miles, a daunting task seems to be not that hard at all. If you want to be a race car driver, then driving does get difficult again, as you work to refine the skill against competition. Yet even then, the basic task remains rather simple. Even though your brain is doing incredible stuff to make it possible, it remains mostly just turning the wheel, pressing the pedals, and keeping your eyes where they need to be. This is a good analogy for the spiritual life. The first time you really pay attention to what it takes, it may seem daunting. You mean I have to do this, this big list of things and not do the other list of things? And if I mess up, I might go to hell? Well, sort of, but it's, it's not obviously quite like that. As with driving, there are lots of do's and don'ts, but it's really about the comfort that comes from practice. Like with driving in the spiritual life, it's at least important least as important that we get up to that confident and competent level of practice. We know what that looks like in driving, but what about faith? We start with the basics of carrying away, carving away big sin. No more carousing and drunkenness as Jesus mentions in the gospel. No lying, no stealing, no adultery. If we can't keep at least within those lines, we're going to have trouble getting anywhere, just like on the road. And perhaps for some, Keeping it within those basic lines is a struggle, but the idea is simple. Though we may struggle with temptations at times, really, if we're honest, it isn't that complicated. Don't do evil stuff, but do good stuff. Don't be selfish or greedy or arrogant, but love God and love your neighbor. When you sin, ask God and your neighbor for forgiveness. The moral life, which is the Christian life, is less about figuring out what it takes to live well and more about whether we are willing to do what it takes or not. There is no shortage of explanations in Scripture and from the Church about what it takes to attain salvation. The only real question is whether we are willing to act on it. Think of yourself as a, as a physical space where you are full of all the things that are in your life, the good and the bad. Are you willing to scoop out the worldly junk and sinful dirt that is in there, that is in there getting in the way of Jesus? What size scoop you need to get that stuff out? Will a melon baller do it? Or perhaps an ice cream scoop? Do you need a ladle or a garden trowel? Will it take a spade or a long-handled shovel? How about a snow shovel? A small rental backhoe from Lowe's? A commercial-grade backhoe? Maybe you need commercial mining equipment and dynamite to get that junk and dirt out of there. What will it take so that you can stand erect and be ready for your redemption when the time is at hand? Whatever it takes, by all means, do it. 
Suppose, though, you really aren't confident, and you don't know where you are on pursuing the good and the not-so-good. You don't, you maybe can't quite tell what is that junk and dirt inside and what's good. I propose a test, one that is especially poignant as we approach Christmas. What does the amount of toys and stuff in my house say about my spiritual life? It may not be a direct correlation, but it certainly is an indicator. A house that is overfull of stuff probably indicates a life that is overfull with things that are not Jesus and keeps us away from Jesus. This is not about tidiness or cleanliness. Vacuuming and dusting do not get you to heaven. It's about figuring out where our heart really is, and what we fill our home with tells us a lot about where our heart really is. Even more specifically, what we fill our kids' rooms with tells us even more. Kids are the future, and so we tend to project our ideals, our ideals onto them. We try to give them the life we think is important. So, what does it say when a kid's room is piled with toys like a dragon's hoard? Though no doubt well-intentioned, loading a kid up with mountains of toys, or if they're older, smartphones and tablets and such, tells the kids pretty clearly that material possessions and entertainment are the most important things in life. Objectively, we know that such an idea is absurd, yet, especially during Christmas, that's exactly the message we most often preach with our actions and energies. What an irony that, in allegedly celebrating Jesus, we squeeze him out and make ourselves less prepared to receive him, when preparing ourselves is the one thing we are supposed to be doing. But we can change course. It's not too late. It's never too late. It just comes down to the will to turn the wheel, which, by the way, God is more than happy to help you do. Here are some concrete ideas to get you started. The first, of course, is to pray. Ask God specifically for help. Be clear about what you want to change and why. Lord, here are the problems in my life, and I need your help to fix them. Next, simplify, and teach your kids to simplify. I suggest a one-in, one-out policy, or if things are bad, maybe a one-in, two-out, or one-in, three-out policy. For any new toy brought home, they have to pick at least one to give away. Parents, model this too. If your kids see you giving away that coat you never wear, they will be much happier to give away that toy they never play with. Add prayer to your family life. Read a chapter of the Bible at the breakfast table. Pray a rosary after dinner. Come to confession as a family. Talk about Jesus. A spiritual life may seem daunting at first, like driving, but it really isn't that complicated. With a little practice and perseverance, and even a few or a lot of mistakes, anyone and everyone can live the Christian life well. The refinement of life that is essential for our redemption, at the end, is the same preparation we ought to be making for the coming of the Christ child. Let us prepare the way by preparing our hearts. Come, Lord Jesus, come to us and redeem us.